2: Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast where we're gonna spend all week talking about Black Panther. It's Black Panther week. We're excited about Black Panther 2. Oh, it looks awesome. Super where's funny. the joke? There's no joke that, there. I don't have I'm not good. I'm not funny. That is my joke.
0: Uh the joke is that there is no jokes. Never all right, been. well, now that we now that we move past the joke. Yes. Black <laughs> Panther Week, day fun. one. Welcome in. No, <laughs> we're really
2: excited. Uh it's gonna be a lot of fun. We got a lot of stuff to break down. Uh, we're going to do, today we're doing a Black Panther review of the first movie in sort of yep. a marvelous depth as you guys probably could tell from the title. But later in the week, we've got a comic book review. We got some, some discussion about what it means when actors sort of pass and how that reflects. And then obviously we got a parking lot review and our full in-depth spoiler review. Um, as I've, you guys might have known, I will not be able to make it for our parking lot review because I'll be on a plane all of Thursday. But Friday morning, I'm waking up watching the movie. So I can get in and get my take ready. It will be super fun. I got a wedding on Florida. Yeah,
0: but... be be aware, guys. I mean, we're recording these ones early, but Thursday and Friday, both those episodes are going to be later in the day because we're doing them day of. So Thursday, we're going yeah. to a showing. It's going to show up around 10 p.m. I would assume, and then Friday, same type of deal. We're going to do the review after we're out of work. So don't expect them at 8 a.m. Like this one is coming out.
2: Maybe we should just Monday. move to L.A. so we could get some of those like early screenings. You know, so Ooh, we can get stuff.
0: Or is it looking like? like put in a word for us like we're we're bumping over here why don't we have like invites to stuff you know what I mean probably because we live in Michigan and there's
2: not no one to invite us to anything bumping because there is nothing bumping <laughs> <It's>... happening <laughs> although yeah. it is Comic Con
0: uh, in Grand Rapids this week so that's a fun little fact yeah one of really like four and like the highlight of our Comic Con is like the reunion of the X-Men voices from the old animated show that's which is one of good. the best ones we've gotten I think it's cool <laughs> and for these years it's like Hey, do you want the kid Jason from are they, Friday the 13th? <laughs> are they reuniting just to like kick off the new show, too, though, I'm assuming? I think that's part of it. Probably, it's, I mean, probably a lot of the same earth. voices. I think all of the po- yeah, voices um, that are still so, are coming back.
1: Also, do they even know each other? Like Half the time when you do voice stuff, they don't interact.
0: That, that's an interesting point, man. <laughs> huh? I have no idea. The exception not, being...
1: Yeah. The exception being the Batman Animated Series.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the Batman the Animated Series, they like they wanted to record everybody at once. So Mark Campbell and Kevin Conroy are you know, good buddies because of that mm-hmm. type of thing.
2: That's why it's so good. Fun facts. I'll, I'll uh but yeah, go. Colin Colin from Star Wars stuff is gonna be there. I'm sort of bummed that I at uh, the timing just worked
0: out that I'm gonna be gone in Florida at a wedding. So I will miss Yay, it. uh but... the you know, rumor is uh the Colin from the Star Wars stuff podcast might even make a cameo on the parking lot review, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love him. Uh, I would love for him to post a picture, see what he does at Comic-Con he's dressing up, having a good time as he yep. does cosplaying. Do I say dressing up? Is that offensive? My jerk, I'm the worst.
0: Nah, cosplay's uh, fine, I'm sure. <laughs> Noah also cosplays, so we'll see what he comes up with. Maybe he'll uh he'll do a Black Panther cosplay. I know he has one, and he's done it before, so who knows? No, oh, there you go. Uh, Well, speaking of uh, Black Panther, we're going to do a marvelous depth on Black Panther. Let's do
2: it. Um, and as you can tell from who's on here, we've got me, we've got obviously my... my my illustrious co-host. Bowl
0: co-hosts. of mayonnaise. That's what we have. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. nice yep. bowl of course, mayonnaise. Too spicy uh, for us, but it's a nice bowl of mayonnaise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe us. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. <laughs> we are fully aware that we are all white. And number one, we uh, we sort of have Noah's take, and we'll get more of it throughout the week. And, yep. Uh, obviously, and we got Darius, who's been on the Gotham City Rogues before as well, who might get a, the chance to talk, but... I still think there's something interesting to be gleamed. Um, it might not be as important what Definitely not. the impact was on white, uh, us whiteies, as you would say. But, I don't think like uh, anyone says that
0: anymore, not since the 80s. Well, but, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the joke. See, I told you I had it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but I think there's something interesting about it. I think everyone is imp- impacted by it, I mean, no matter what you say. Like, right, just because I'm white doesn't mean the movie didn't have some impact. It was something I liked about it. Something that sort of changes me a little bit, as most cinema does, if it's any good. And this is a good movie. So there's something to be gleaned. I think there's a different take to learn what it is about us and why we might like or dislike this movie. So I think it's worth going uh, in depth on. What do you guys think?
0: yeah dude that's the goal we, we're having fun with these marvelous depths uh yeah, we could tell it's not your guys's favorite episodes but you like it better Some than like she hulk so <laughs> you there. You definitely care a lot more than you do about the She this sure. uh, unless you get to know your uh your hosts, which is always fun i mean we're humans too so you know listen in see if you like us if you don't you know share it with your friend that might like us and then we keep the views up you know what i mean yeah, so let's jump
2: into it. So Black Panther, uh, as we're kind of talking about, has a cultural impact. I want to say is it's like what the second biggest non like Avengers film, right? Or was what, what I it believe
0: so. It was one of the first films outside of Avengers to get the billion. So makes a yeah. lot of sense. I don't. I knew. I think everyone kind of knew it was going to be big, but I don't think many people knew the cultural impact that this was going to have just pop culture in and of itself. This, this film was huge and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't cookie cutter. I don't think it had a lot of uh, new things that we, we learned a lot. I love the whole aspect of Wakanda. It's this cool city that we've never gotten to see before. It's, it's all good stuff. I can't wait to really get did it. Did you,
2: on it. did you see it coming around? Did you like, when, do you remember the time it was coming out? Did you feel the, like, you kind of
1: felt, it yeah, just... I remember people talking about how they thought it was going to be big culturally because it was going to do something different in a fictional part of Africa than maybe we had seen, right? Like that's a big part of the movie for so many people is the idea of like, it's Africa that like hadn't been colonized. Like what does that look like? Right. It's like a really interesting idea just in and of itself. And I think we knew it would be pretty big financially. I I don't know if people knew how many times people would go see it. Right? Yeah, that was
0: another one of those things. Uh, I pulled up just uh, the Wikipedia entry. This the movie came out in 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler. It made 1.3 billion at the box office. So, yeah, huge stuff. It got uh, some nominations for Academy Awards. Uh, the soundtrack was huge. We got Kendrick Lamar and SZA, and uh, was Cole on it? I don't. I don't know if J Cole was on it, but there's 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 a lot of like really heavy hitter rap artists, and they're doing the same thing in the new movie. They already have Rihanna's new song as part of the trailer. So you you can't sleep on the music, man. Like it's, it's huge. Like within this movie, especially like Kendrick Lamar is one of the biggest names in the rap game. And he just decided I'm going to put six singles on this album. I thought that was really cool.
2: Yeah. So I remember when this, I remember this movie was coming out and I was one of the people, uh, I was on the, the billion dollar train. I was like, I think you can do it. I think, I don't think it takes an Avengers movie to make a billion dollars. I was a huge Ryan Coogler fan. Uh, Creed is is my second favorite of all the Rocky movies. Callum so I was, good. I was huge for him. And I was excited that uh, Michael B. Jordan was going to be in Black Panther. Yeah, and the best was, part of it,
0: in my opinion. But we'll uh, get to
2: that. Chadwick Boseman, 42. I was, I was talking around offline. Um, 42 is one of my favorite movies. I love it. That's so such a good movie. Yep. So Chadwick Boseman uh, is great. I was, super, I, was, I was one of those people who was, I was mad excited about it. Uh, I thought there's a chance it was going to be my favorite kind of non-team-up movie for a while. And I was, started going in. I knew it was going to do big. But even when you think about how much money it's going to make, I still had no idea that it was going to be a cultural impact thing. I didn't realize how much it was going to be. Yeah, us on the from the was...
0: outside perspective is like, we. I, I guess the representation, like obviously it matters. And it it, it happened in... Small ways, but I can understand why this one blew up so much because this was a family-friendly black superhero. We had had a couple of, like, side black superheroes, and we had had the Blade movies, but those weren't made for kids. So this kind of hit that sweet spot of them being able to have a superhero to look up to that looks like them, (laughs) which is something that Marvel's done nothing but get better about with every culture at this point. I mean, they're going to keep going, and it's going to be awesome. But I don't know if anyone really had put that together unless you are part of that community and then you know, like all of a sudden you realize okay. oh it makes total sense that this thing made so much money ron when you think yeah. about okay you, you go ahead, go ahead. Go, ahead. I'll say go, ahead. I'm, go ahead i'm
1: trying to put myself in the headspace of not having seen myself represented in
0: it's hard to, to do because that's
1: right like i'm trying to put myself in the headspace of, like what that would feel like and then to have you know like i don't know if like, i lived in some place where i was like one of the few blonde people that's a stupid example it just, fe- it just feels
0: right? impossible it just feels but I just, like i'm just like well, okay what's the stamp it It is impossible for us to know <laughs> we're right. not gonna pretend it's, it's, to know yeah we're there. not gonna get it
1: but it, <laughs> right. if, if that were a thing and it were like a big deal and then all of a sudden they had a superhero movie where it's like oh more than one person looks like me right because that's what yep, been exactly before. Like maybe a, maybe a person like one individual that probably would be a big deal and but and like it was done well i
0: think that's the thing too like
1: well we yeah they, i mean
0: they kind of attempted it before they would they do the steel movie with Shaquille O'Neal yeah <laughs> yeah was, um, I was, was but I think movie some of
1: the some of the female-centric MCU movies which is a whole other topic have gotten um some pushback for maybe not being as well written. right like all right, my female true.
0: friends have said that it's not I don't think uh just a me thing
1: well I think, I like, did, the fact they, they need
0: good. take a note from DC's book because they got Patty Jenkins to do Wonder Woman and that movie made a crap ton yeah. of movie and it was fantastic
1: yeah, um, yeah. I think it was it was good, and I think that helps too because I don't think like I wasn't sure if I was going to like it and appreciate it right going into the theaters. I was like, well, this is something that's culturally so important. Well, I connect with it, and I and I loved it. So I can only imagine if I also had more of the cultural understanding beforehand. All right, I mean, yeah. I mean, it the took more, over the right? world,
0: like uh, Wakanda forever. The uh, the arms across the chest thing. It's still it was my biggest thing for like works. two
2: years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's still cool. It feels cool. It's yeah. still cool uh, to do. <laughs> I, uh so yeah I mean you sort of answered my question but I'll, I'll I'll twist it a little bit differently not only was it good but I think I wanted to get your opinion Ron, you especially the difference between being a movie with representation and being associated with the MCU right is, is it there's a way to quantify like how big of a deal it is to be included to the coolest club in town you know what i mean like it's one thing to be a good basketball player it's another thing to be in the NBA and there's like a different level of being invited into the MCU that I think is, is hard to quantify.
1: Yes. And also Wakanda becoming essentially to the climax of Infinity War, right, I think can't be understated. Um, yeah, I think uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit like. I don't know if Star Wars has had this, but like, I mean, it has Star Wars. When you had new representation, a lot of people felt like there was more representation, a little bit more diversity, at least in the sequel trilogy. It was like, Oh my gosh, like that's a bigger deal than some random sci-fi movie. The MCU, I think it brought the out the same. racist uh, in okay.
0: Star Wars, especially it's still, it's it, it. It, yeah. um, it sucks. What was yeah. That? But it's, Moses yeah, you're Ingram right. it got just, so much crap for Kenobi, even though she was fantastic so in that, in that show. It's I think she was, was not a better so parts of awesome.
2: the show. I
0: agree. Like uh, um, yeah, it's different than it just being a superhero
1: movie that just stands on its own for sure. Yeah. All right. Well,
2: let's uh, let's let's start getting into the movie then. Cause, I mean, we I could talk all day about things I don't quite know about, but I think it's interesting to set it up with just how big of a deal it is. The movie itself, I think Ron said it best. The best part is that it's good, and it's a good movie. And I think Josh kind of hit on it earlier. For it. there's a few reasons it's good, but my favorite reason. Is the world building? Uh, I think that's
0: you should know that about me. Pretty point. well noted that that's your, that's your jam. Um,
2: it's great. The building of Wakanda is great. The, yep. the slow reveal of it is like the actual physical reveal of the Wakanda yeah. is great, but even the world building of the characters, you sort of see them out in the jungle. The one, uh, I like one, the
0: one. the ape tribe with uh, oh my god, yeah. the, all that stuff is so cool. The most and how
2: it connects to the city. I mean, the whole point of the movie is really how. Wakanda connects to, you know, the more modern urban uh, America and what that means. And all that stuff is built well. And, you know, obviously Wakanda is fictional, so you can't be like, oh, that's an accurate representation of what a futuristic African society would be. But it had a pretty decent representation of what urban America is like. And so you sort of have that built-in belief. It shows a somewhat accurate representation of what, uh, african tribes are so then once you see wakanda you've already got enough things that feel familiar that now the new stuff sort of works and it all builds and like you said then you can introduce cool tribes that are apes and mountains and you could have giant waterfalls that are ten thousand feet
0: and it's all cool. they also adapted the different uh different versions of beauty throughout african tribes they had the the big lip plates with a couple of tribes mm-hmm. and the neck rings on a different one and it's all Accurate stuff and it's really cool that it was Represented within Wakanda They try to make music similar to music that's from That area of Africa Right Um,
1: Yeah what I like about it Is some of the best science fiction and fantasy The places feel like characters right So like Star Trek the Enterprise should feel like Its own character it should feel very lived and it should feel Real you should be excited to go to that place Beyond Mm -hmm. just the characters that live there Right Um, I'm thinking of like Lord of the Rings like Rivendell Like I want to go there right like Mm-hmm. Want to go to Hobbington, Like Tatooine should feel like its own character, right? I think people didn't always like Boba Fett because Tatooine didn't feel like it was accurate to its own character, right? Like these things are important. I think Wakanda is a place that like would be sweet to visit, right? You're like the place itself, even if you're taking characters out of it, is already
0: fascinating. Let alone them when the characters. It was, it was a cool like combination yeah. of like jungle and just high tech city. It was, it was everything. Like it just seemed like the perfect fictional world to live in and it seemed it, as accurate as you could be to reality but also venturing into i don't know you, we got you we can't call it this isn't really fantasy is it more sci-fi i guess i don't know what the right yeah, what is, what's the right one it would really be mean, but yeah science, there's thought really. there's a lot of thought put into every layer
1: of the world building
2: yeah so that that's one aspect uh that i think is really cool and and obviously like i said that's always a big part for movies but the biggest part of any movie, I think, without any exception, I don't care what anyone says, is the characters. Um, we talk about how well-written the plot is until you're dead in the face, but world-building, and I think the characters within that world are really always going to be what matters. And this movie packs a lot of really cool characters, uh, some iconic characters, some with even little screen time have done it, some got more screen time yeah. and became iconic. Uh, so let's sort, of, let's sort of jump around, So let's just jump around one at a time. I'll start first and give my my sort of
0: well love I, we could you got. um uh, I mean it just is an intro like w- do we want to talk about like both the cameos and the build up for this movie like the fact that Wakanda had been referenced a few times obviously the vibranium had to come from somewhere and then Black Panthers in Civil War, so like the culmination. Yeah. Did you guys feel it was pretty well thought out? Because I think it was one of the better ones they've done. The
2: well, that was what that was what my answer was going to be. So my okay. the first character I was going to highlight was going to be T'Challa, um, because of Civil War, which is my still my my favorite MCU movie, slightly beating on Shang Chi. It's he's great in that movie. He's a really cool character. Um, you don't learn a lot about him until sort of the end, and you sort of he realizes to let go of his hate. And at that moment, that's the moment in Civil War when I went, yeah, this is the kind of guy. Um, I really want to see what he's like day to day when he's not on this, you know, murder mission, trying to exact revenge. So I was excited about, it. and then he pays off. He pays off in a great way.
0: He's a super um, interesting king. Yeah, his just his security. character arc within Civil War, like it was perfect, like you're saying. Like he ended the movie by allowing his father, or someone who at one point he thought was his father's murderer, into his ancestral home that isn't known yeah. to the outside world, things along the line. I mean, other than what do they call it? A sheep colony. I, I, what it, I don't know what they officially yeah. call it, but it's a, it's in their minds. It's a small village with very little export. And then obviously that's not the truth, but yeah. <laughs> Letting Bucky stay there was pretty big of him. Even if it wasn't Bucky that killed his dad. It's yeah.
2: exactly. the, the like he lets him go. So all that stuff's great. <laughs> and it, it's like, to your point, it sets up his character. Great. And there's a lot of world building that was set up as well in previous movies. Like we just just getting little hints that we know Wakanda exists, which is similar to what we're getting with this X-Men thing coming up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the biggest part to me is that they built up the character, the most important character, which is T'Challa. And it pays off. And we'll talk a little bit about his payoff better. But his setup got me really excited for the movie. He is my favorite character in the movie. Um, But if you guys have another character you want to jump in, please tell me.
0: Killmonger is my guy in yeah. this movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. I think uh, some of the best villains in all of cinema are the ones where you can you can kind of understand where they're coming from. Um, this movie near the end, they gave him like a turn because you kind of have to do that within these movies to where he goes beyond what you would really think uh, they should do in that scenario. But his feelings are justified. His like his family did leave him in america his his uncle killed his father there was a whole dramatic scene which is one of the better ones in the movie it's his character development was next level he has a really cool look the the multi, the, the scar for every man that he's killed and then he rolls up and he's got a shirt full of scars i was like yo that's cool that's cool they, they, yeah. he like yeah and he has the history of being like within the military and he like he shows up to fight t'challa and t'challa like I love that he got punked, dude. I that was mm. one of the cooler things is like they it humbled T'Challa a little bit more. He would already he was already kind of humbled in Civil War, but when you come into this movie, he still thinks he's the biggest, baddest dude in the room and he doesn't need Black Panther's powers. And for the most part, he's right. He's had people challenge him, including Mbaku, and he ends up winning that. Like his feelings are justified, but I like that he gets humbled pretty quickly by his, you know, unknown cousin it was just a really cool intro of a villain. And that's, that's always really important to me because some of the, some movies, it's just the villain. You don't care about it all. And then they're dead and it's over. He's one of the a handful of MCU villains that I'm disappointed. His character has died. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull one from a different multiverse because that's, I I'm not the only one with that opinion. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. He's an interesting, that's an interesting decision because Michael B. Jordan is, in a lot of ways, and it makes sense that he's playing. He almost seems he doesn't fit in this movie. In a lot of ways, he feels separate from the MCU. He's a much different. The way he acts is very different. The way he 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 acts like he lives in a real world the whole yeah. time. I think that's mm-hmm. what's interesting about Killmonger. As he is walking around this movie, you feel like he thinks he's living in a real world, and it seems like everyone else understands that they're in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's it's, a, it's an interesting dichotomy. And it's one that,
1: yeah, again, a lot of
2: people like. Ron, is there anyone you want to highlight before we move on?
1: Um, I I want to highlight Killmonger because I think, um, yeah, I think there's two co- – well, I'll highlight him and then mention something else. I think they've cried in a Marvel movie that I can remember twice. Once, I think, um, was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, got classic Mary Poppins followed by – no, I'm crying, laughing and uh, crying. The that second one. The hell stretch, yep. Yeah. Um and then uh the scene where Killmonger dies, you've got the beautiful music. You've the got the quote
0: was unreal. He's like, right? uh, I, I can't I can't do it off the top of my head anymore when it first came yeah, out, yeah. though I did I did nail it, but you let me go to the water like my ancestors who and it was better to drown than to uh, live life in bondage yeah. or something along those lines of paraphrasing. But it's one of the it's the best line in the movie, in my opinion. Yes, I think you see
1: in that movie in that scene payoff from Civil War, like, to Charles able to give up hate for somebody who didn't actually do anything to him, but then you see him be able to extend that idea to somebody who did do something to him in that right. scene. Right. Um, I think I think he's my favorite character, but I think my favorite character moment comes earlier in the movie. Um, I think one of the things people loved about this movie, representation wise, was seeing. Um, all the different women in this movie. Right?
0: I We definitely got to talk about Shuri and I, Oh my God, dude, she's yeah. so cool in this new movie. I couldn't be more excited for the, the cast of females. That's going to be just mm-hmm. absolutely owning the screen, the whole movie. I, 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 yeah. I do not have enough patience to wait till Thursday. <laughs> and they're not even, they're not even characters that had to like be changed gender wise from the comics.
1: These are characters that have been yep, female for a long time percent. in the comics, but I like in this movie for me, I like world villain when you have different characters who have conflict over viewpoints that you could really understand and kind you of both those viewpoints. So beyond just like a villain hero clashing where you get the villain, there's that amazing scene where Nakia and Okoye are talking about what they want to do about Killmonger being king. And is like, well, I'm going to resist him. And then I actually pulled up the quote because I love it so much. I couldn't remember the exact quote. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, Nakia says, you're the greatest warrior Wakanda has. Help me overthrow him before he becomes too strong. And then Okoye says... Overthrow. I'm not a spy. who Can come and go as they please. I'm loyal to the throne, no matter who sits upon it. I love that because it's very well written characters who okay, um, really great make completely different decisions based upon like what in life are they prioritizing. Um, they have the same ultimate goal. The same ultimate goal is like Wakanda to be a great nation that helps the world. But radically, everybody in this movie has radically different views on what that might look like. Um, I love that. I also love all of the moments um, with T'Challa reflecting on um, yeah, his upbringing and what it means to be king. We can probably get into that more later. Um, I love all of those types of dynamics.
2: Well, I want yeah, I want to keep going on that idea of dynamics because you bring up Nakia and I thought this is what you were going to say when you were going with it because it's the one that speaks to me the most. The dynamic between Nakia and Killmonger is a fascinating one. Uh, they never like really interact directly. But they both interact with T'Challa, and essentially, they both have the same idea. The same idea, the idea that, hey, Wakanda needs to be helping the world. Um, and Nakia's going about it is more of a freedom, you know, sort of individual missions um, going out as maybe you would expect maybe a priest to on the world. but It's not what she's doing, but in sort of that vein of like, I'm just going to go out and try to support where Killmonger wants to be more direct um, and change the resource movement. And I think that's a fascinating development. That there's a villain and a hero, essentially almost a, a, essentially a love interest as well. That both have the same point to the same main character. Um, and I think it, I think it's supposed to help us understand why T'Challa understands Killmonger at the end. I think that's yeah. what it, it's trying to do because well, he already heard the mission, the mission from Nakia. It's so hard to way, argue the
0: his logic, like in Killmonger's logic, that like in this fictional world wakanda did have all of this power and this this army and everything that they could have potentially helped stop the the slave ring and transporting uh the black people to america to be slaves so i can understand why he's pretty up like he can feel this sort of like some type of way about and even later in life they could support their brother, their black brothers and sisters across the world and they're choosing to remain and obviously the end of this movie they do point out that that is correct and they should be trying to do more and I loved that that was the conclusion but you you got to give it, so, props for having a good point
2: <laughs> so this is an interesting topic because this is and this is a topic that's I think hard for three white guys to talk about but it's it's a question that gets asked in real society right now today There's oh, yeah. a lot of yeah. I mean uh very successful uh black whether it's athletes politicians movie actors who have become big things and and it becomes this question of like, how much do you owe like your neighborhoods and how much should you have to? And it's at the end, it's a debate. I think it's, it's, I mean, that's, know, it's
0: not even, that's not even exclusive to black people. That's like, if you're from a lower income area, like someone like Eminem in Detroit, it's like he does feel that sense of responsibility to the city because it did help raise I him. think there's a little I, I bit different,
2: I think, but well, yeah, it's a good point that it's. I mean, we, it's all it's a struggle that anyone becomes successful kind of has. I mean, even shoot, people like my father-in-law, back to his church, you know, he becomes a successful dentist. He wants to help, and people who go to Michigan want to help Michigan and stuff like that. Right. But I think there's like an interesting sort of push and pull inside of a black community, especially because they know that they kind of had the the short end of the stick for so mm-hmm. long that it it. It's it's an interesting debate, and this movie brings it to the forefront. I'm like, how far is too far? How much? What's the right way to help?
1: Yeah, um, uh, I mean, is being violent while protesting okay? I think at what and and if so, at what degree? Right? Yeah. Reparations okay? Right? Those are all questions that this movie doesn't touch on those things specifically, but gets at the same idea.
0: I do, um, just to light it up just for a second, Ron, while you said reparations, Darius has one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard in his stand-up routine. If you guys are around Grand Rapids, look him up. He has this hilarious reparations joke. Yeah, yeah, joke. look it's it up fun. for yeah, sure. That uh, sounds fun. Go go check that out. He a funny. That sounds I'm funny. Darius is fun. Uh, yeah. You know, anyway, you know, sorry, you know. Ron, didn't mean to interrupt. I was like, no, oh, no, we well, well I think,
1: here, I think what else is interesting is to T'Challa and Killmonger, T'Challa has had power his whole life to some extent in ways that Mm Killmonger has not, right? Even though they kind of come from sort of the same society, but also they don't. They've had totally different experiences growing up, but also have overlap as well. So I think that's all really interesting. I think it's, is it the only Marvel film we can think of where the villain makes an impact like that on the hero? Like I feel like Killmonger makes an impact on T'Challa. I can't think of many other times that's like been a thing,
0: you know, or it's like a huge impact. I mean, it depends on who you are. Like obviously Loki has an impact on his brother. Does that really count? Yeah, though? <laughs> it's a pre-established
1: relationship. That's a little different. Yeah. Um,
0: that's a good question. I, I mean, know. Wanda, Wanda kind of being a, a villain and then becoming the hero. Like the impact that she had on. There's other examples, but you're right. This is one of the yeah. more clear and cut. Um. Uh, no, T'Challa left. Change. Yeah, I'll, I'll, so
1: I'll bring up I'll bring up what I connect with the most in this movie, which is related to what we're talking about, is T'Challa dealing with T'Chaka, his dad's. You could call him sins. I think that would be a, a way to express it in this in this world, even yeah, of yeah, like of like a, a, a father slash a predecessor who makes mistakes that affect you personally, affects the people you care about, affects a group that you care about. And then, how do you move forward and handle that? How do you reconcile the fact that you love this person, but also you realize they did some things that were terrible, um, right? Because that that fits in with the debate of like how far Good. is too far.
0: Right? I just had a quick correlation I thought of while you were talking about that. Um, the his father Tychaka could be correlated to uh, King v- King Viserys from the House of the Dragon show, where he was known as Viserys the Peaceful because he never yeah. uh, had the war thing. But in, in this in this instance, uh, Tychaka. He had the opportunity; he could have started a war, or things along those lines, or even the ancestors before him. Well, just the way that he, um,
1: the decision he makes back in was—is it, it La and then the nineties or whatever—is where they place it. Um, I think I find that to me the part of the movie I relate the most to, because I, um, you know, have done a lot of time in different kind of Christian ministries where you you do deal with things that have been done before in terms of decision-making, right. That impacts a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, what do you as an individual do with that inner tension? Um, you know, I, I could also view that through the lens of my family. I could view that through the lens of me being somebody who's white, right. What is my culture done to people? There's a lot of ways I could take that. I relate to it most through the field of, of working with kids, but, I personally connect with that the most because it's a feeling that I understand. Um, he's just dealing with it in a very extreme way. Um, and I think it's more personal than most MCU films get. Um, yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Right. I think like it's dealing I, with I, deeper
1: I, themes than most MCU films do.
0: Yeah. I think there's,
2: I think there's definitely something interesting in that the scene when he's, he's in the astral plane and he sort of has to, you sort of have to tell your dad that he was wrong. Um which is a tough moment for anyone to, to do, and I think it's it's extremely well done. It's
0: one of the better scenes in the movie.
2: It's definitely the ancestral
0: plane is one of the coolest things that they've added to the MCU. I mean, they even expanded, they expanded on it a little on, yeah. bit in Moon Knight, yeah. I mean, not that one specifically, but it's cool that it's another one of those afterlife things. I love that they actually are Black Panthers that can transform into humans for the conversation. It's all, like, lit purple. It's, yeah, one of the cooler scenes in the movie. I, I think that's a super important th- part and role to the characters. I like there is 0% chance that we don't see um, Shuri go to the ancestral plane and have a conversation with her father in this next movie, yep. especially with these uh, incoming invaders from Atlantis. I think there's them. a
1: chance. I think there's a chance that it won't happen actually
0: for a specific you don't reason. You do think because I think, they can't be, get T'Challa yes, involved. Because maybe. they can't have T'Challa
1: yeah. in there. Right. And you'd be like, why uh, is he not there? It doesn't make any sense. So I, I could, I, I think it will happen. But I can
0: see it not. They got time. they might have to do it a different way. I don't I don't know what the correct answer is. I mean, maybe because I mean we it have it's not confirmed, but it's pretty much confirmed that you know Shuri's gonna be the next Black Panther. She has to eat that weird okay. plant thing as well, and you know, she's gonna gain access it could be Killmonger
2: the... or something though. It could be I mean, that's true. Yeah, reason. I mean Killmonger, I yeah. Killmonger really might work. Black
0: yeah. Um, that's true.
2: The, you know, the, but I want to I take just a quick detour on something Josh said because as we were talking about Astral Plane I'm giving the perspective of it's my favorite because of a character moment and Josh explains why it looks so cool and all those things that's what makes this movie so good I think it's that's like layered. what to get the depths of um, I was talking to my wife earlier and she says her one of her favorite scenes she said it's the coolest shot in all the cinema she says which I think is <laughs> That's a <bit> good <laughs> Is uh is the is the fight scene on the on the waterfall? You look up. There's this like very vertical, um, sort of stance, which is cool. I like that. It's the water's flowing down. It's very vertical. It looks very cool. And it's also it's a bunch of tribes and it's all black people and it's cool. It's it is a really cool. cool
0: shot. It is very cool. But
2: it's also a great character moment that you talked about earlier about the fight and what that means and and sort of that that drive that Killmonger has and how that helps him overcome those things like marry so perfectly together in film and so many movies get it wrong. You either really do something that looks really cool, but the character moment's kind of lame, which I think uh mm. return of the Jedi, I think is a good example of the whole, like shooting a star cruiser through something. It's just not a character moment that anyone cared about, but it looks visually cool. So right. Sort of,
0: it has its I don't place. I want to cry in this new movie so much. I mm. didn't really given it much thought, but I'm definitely going to cry during this. One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. And I will
0: cry twice in the back all the time.
1: The action in uh, this movie is pretty diverse, too. Like, I think the action, you ever have movies where like an action scene happens and you're like, oh, that was an action scene they threw in there? Like, I'm thinking like old James Bond films are like the worst offenders of this. Yeah. Like, oh, insert chasing here. I feel like most of the action. I will
0: push back just a little that the the monorail scene that was all CGI between Killmonger and Black Panther is exactly the worst part of the movie. It's the yeah, worst, it is the worst it's part the, of the movie. It it's sucks. the worst
1: part of the movie. I think we, I think we all agree on that based on what we've said before. Um, which is unfortunate because like if it did I hate all scene, car
2: scenes ever. So I will... It's not... That,
1: the I car scene Which okay. is still... We're going to do a different. podcast where we examine that, coach, because I don't understand.
2: Um, it's just, They bore me into oblivion. No, I know I'm they do. do but
1: it. there's more There's, there's more to, to unpack there. Uh, but I'm saying generally, though, the action of this movie still serves character purposes like it helps mm-hmm. to have two one-one fights right it's the one of the few marvel films where you have like a straight up battle involving a ton of characters right at the end um i think that fits with it too that the like it's interesting the actions I mean, like marvel films it used to be like oh the action was so good and
0: now we're not it's like not the top thing we're talking about um Anyway, maybe it would have been a push, but like I would have been okay with a third waterfall fight. You don't have to have all that. <laughs> that would have been better to me than trying to fight. Maybe a little the repetitive. Weird, the case. I think, also,
2: I think they wanted to have the suits.
0: Is the problem? I, I gotta have the suits. Have, but it I get. I
2: get why they did
1: it. Um, other than the monorail scene, I generally love the action in the movie yeah, in terms yeah. of it being diverse, and it adds to the characters and it adds to the storytelling.
0: We gotta it's give. Just, being a shout out to some of the other side characters. Are they a couple of the only white guys in the movies? Ulysses Claw, he was a fun one in this he's one. And hilarious. then Martin well, Freeman he He's boring. You know, a very important what? part no, of the interview. I, I no, don't, don't think he's boring. No, I think no, he I plays his part. He was boring
1: in Civil he, War. He's supposed to he cannot be the most interesting character in this movie because you're supposed to see i through right. his he eyes. Is, he through his, his eyes, right?
2: I get his role. I just don't I don't care for it. It's fine. It's you don't have to like
0: the role, but he played that role perfectly. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: Mark, is great. He's a great actor. Yeah, oh my no god, guy. I love him. As, um, uh, yeah. yeah, we like. Yeah, you like you said. There's there's all the side characters. There's Baku. There's Shuri. Who I mean, we could just sit here and, and gush over. I think it's really cool. I think her whole like very modern.
0: Uh, she sort of hits exactly what I think. She hits that, that baby year old responsible baby sis thing. It's like yeah, she's she's pretty fantastic. I, I think
2: any fifteen year old watching them, watching Black Panther just goes, ah, that's, she's cool. She would be the coolest kid in school all the time. She would be fun. We'd all want to hang out with her. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Seems like she'd have her own podcast, all that good stuff. So, sure, he's super great. Uh, but M'Baku, I think, is sort of the one who minute of screen time to love ratio
0: is uh, is pretty high. Oops. M'Baku. Oh, M'Baku, M'Baku's my, my favorite she's great. current Black Panther character. Uh, um, Killmonger's dead, so... That actor's also
1: amazing. He's amazing in us. Um, He's
0: also the voice of Batman in Batman Unburied, which is a podcast on Spotify, and it's pretty awesome. Cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, Letitia Wright, uh, the actress that plays Shuri. She, I, I cannot awesome. wait to see her represent, like, what character she's going to play in this next movie, because I think It's just that perfect, like the actress truly felt some type of like love towards Chadwick and she gets to bring that to us, like to the screen. I can't imagine that how difficult those shoots were and that she could tap into like real emotion, which always makes, I mean, the the portrayal more like, I mean, it's a Marvel movie. So you're probably not going to get a shot at an Oscar, but I mean, she's got she's got a shot at like being one of the highlights in the movie without a doubt. I think there's a yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I think there's a chance. And This is.
2: A, I hate when I overhype movies for myself, but
0: I know it's the worst. I like
2: watching this movie, watching all the stuff coming out of this movie. Part of me thinks I'm gonna leave this movie going. Ah, dang! Sure, he's my new favorite Marvel character. Uh, Maybe I, really might think I I I I feel like that's possible. I loved doing the first one. So, um, her, her Infinity
0: War. Chance. She was like, is there some of her best scenes were in Infinity War?" Like her, is she's this? Been roasted. Mark Ruffalo yeah.
1: through his face. <laughs> is this the place to do predictions or questions about the new movie? Do we think uh,
0: we got a little bit we, more to talk got, about yeah. in the movie? Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get around to it, Ron. Don't worry. we, we definitely. Know get, you good. get one. You can you can shoot one prediction. Go ahead.
1: Uh, well, I only a prediction. My my question is: Is she going to be both the new Black Panther and the new ruler? Or are they going to yes. split those two things? They don't always go well, together. In Civil War, yes. T'Challa is Black Panther, and
0: T'Chaka is the king. Yeah. So I'm curious she, if she's going to do she's both, rules, or if she's going to do.
2: Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, you
0: could out. have, like, the queen mother kind of have some sort of leader, leadership can, role, that'll but be. that'll be cool. But I don't... Yeah, I think sure. You're right.
2: It could be, like, an exploration of of just changing the whole dynamic. But I'll... I could see, Black like, Panther.
1: M'Baku taking on the role of ruler and she's Black Panther. Or she does both. Or Nakia does one of the elders by the end. I don't know. I think they could do a bunch of different... You could go... You could do all sorts of things with that if you wanted to.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. They could break it down and do a democracy for like here. but i care if she's black panther um yeah but let's talk about the story of the movie a little bit is Some there, there any chance
0: that it's nakia oh. is there any chance that it's nakia not sure as black panther yes is there any uh, chance no, like, no, I meant, is, like, is it her, possible no i no 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 i, no, no, no. Ruler, but yeah, I yeah. know but i mean there's a chance. Black is there panther. more than one I f- maybe there's more than one are people going to be upset about that what do you think the general public will be upset I, if nakia gets it
2: I think there's zero chance that Shuri is not Black Panther. I do I not agree. think correct. there is yes, zero chance Nakia doesn't also get to be some of Black Panther. Correct. I think
0: it is one hundred percent in stone. Uh, I don't like when movies and shows do that where it's. I mean, Killmonger's a Black mantle. Panther. Like,
1: but Marvel's doing it all the time. There's two Hawkeyes running around. Like, you know, I know like, it
0: bothers me though. That's the problem. But, <laughs> you guys, Mike, just a we new
1: call d- we call Jane pick Foster also name. Thor. Thor. Thor
2: is Pick Thor's name. name. Why is she also a Thor? Pick she's a got to like. I agree that that's why she's
1: Lady Thor. Um, I'm not saying it should happen, but it could.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Whatever. yeah, you guys are right. That's, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about what I would feel like it would. Uh, but
0: shout out to the museum scene. That was pretty fun. Where Killmonger goes <laughs> to the museum and then hears out like, "Oh, where did this come from?" He's like, "Nope, from Wakanda. I'm stealing it." What up? That was a cool scene. And it like the mask yes. goes like. This is great. I love this guy. Yeah. So
2: yeah, let's, let's, let's get into the story of the movie. We're 40 minutes into this podcast. We have not talked about the actual plot of this movie. That's okay. Which is fine. I think that's sort of
0: what marvelous depths is for. We're not here to recap the movie. Yeah. This isn't like our episode reviews where we talk about what we like. I mean, this is, this is why we're in depth. That's the whole name of the pod. Yeah. And if you
1: haven't seen the movie and you need us to recap it, I don't know what you're doing with your life anyway. So we're we're the wrong people
2: to recap this movie. Um, it's been four years. Yeah, it's also been four years. So let's let's get into the plot. So there's really two plots going on, right? There's Killmonger's story and Etc. then there's T- 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 T'Challa's story. Um, his Killmonger's story, we'll start with his because I think it's the one we've already hit on. His story is definitely one of wanting to, ch- wanting to make change and he sort of comes at it really from a place of, I don't know if it's frustration or hate. It seems to be out of a place of really... Anger. He is very mad at at Wakanda, and he's coming at. It. I want to make this change, but he's doing it with the wrong set of heart. But he the the way he gets there is interesting. The museum scene, the betraying of of Claw and all those people scene. His girlfriend. Essentially,
0: he essentially His, had a familiar tattoo from Blade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, good, that's a good reference. Um, so yeah, oh, that was our last that, episode, so I thought it was worth it right there. Yeah,
2: go check out our Blade 3 in-depth <laughs> Marvel. It's not really as interesting as this one. Um, no, that
0: movie sucks. We this sort of just great. make fun of that one, which is True. Uh, <laughs> worth listening to, I think. It's a nice Halloween episode. But his
2: story, his ascension, let's start there. The way he starts and how he gets into that throne room with the mother. That scene, go through that scene. How do we feel? Um, about his his sort of lead up.
0: Good,
1: the scene itself or this the, no, the, 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 the the plot to get there like the scene. I all think the scenes I think this moment. There are there are two parts of this movie I don't like. One is the CGI monorail scene. I also find his whole ascension to the throne with the whole claw subplot to be very convoluted. I never oh, entirely understand. Why does it have to be the way? Like I'm always like, couldn't even know done it this way <laughs> or that way? Um It's honestly one of the more confusing plot lines. Um, like yeah, I get why the whole does why in. the
2: why does the casino scene exist? Like what well, I don't. Yes, that's, 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 always, that's, that's always
1: my, that's always my question. Is like what, for like a the Stanley, casino scene, I like on. it, but I'm always like, what is he doing? Like what does Claw think's gonna like the whole thing? I find confusing. In terms of him killing claw to get into the good graces I love that I think that's super that smart I think they set that up really well in age of Ultron like who claw is claw's a great character I love all of that it like is one of the few times a bad guy gets in somebody's good graces that like kind of makes sense it uh, I don't know if I want to go here but it almost it feels like if somebody had killed bin Laden right um,
2: yeah to them to them yeah Not yeah for sure
1: to them yeah Um, And then they still don't trust him, which which feels right. Like they're still a little like, wait, who is this dude? Um, I love, I love all that. And I love that he actually has a plot line. I think Marvel films, the more they give to the villain, uh, the better. Um, It's why Thanos works so great. Um, It's why Loki works so great in Avengers. Um, And they do him justice by giving him a lot of time. Um, to develop uh on his own journey Uh,
0: even if i find it even if i find it convoluted and don't get the mechanics of the plot that's a big reason why he's like one of my favorite villains to come out of a movie a comic book movie especially it's just he has an interesting plot he had his motivations make sense you don't necessarily have to agree with them but you can understand where he's coming from. It's not just a ridiculous, like, I want power. It's not like a Red Skull situation where he's just evil for the sake of being evil. It's he feels wrong. He feels that Wakanda could be doing more and he's going to take Wakanda by force and make them take action that he feels they should have taken decades ago.
1: Yeah, he feels wrong
0: personally, but also on behalf of people. On behalf of not
1: many people. villains feel wrong also on behalf of others. He's one fine. of the, the least, least
0: selfish villains uh, yes, in a long time. Correct. His, his whole revenge plot did not seem self-focused. Like he's trying to get revenge for himself. He want, he, in a way, it seems like he wants to prevent something like that from ever happening again to anyone else. So it's in a way, I know like I, like I said, he does go a little bit over the top, which is kind of something that frustrates me about this movie is if they they, why why is it a problem if we root for the villain sometimes? You know what I mean. It's like it's not the end of the world. Yeah, why did we have to have him take a, this weird like blow everything I, up I, approach? I mean, I think because the bad guy. Right?
2: I think he's the bad guy, even if he doesn't do that. I think to say that he's selfless in some ways is true, right? His 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 ideals not entirely. His, uh, let's make that clear. Yeah, but at the end of the day he makes the decisions he makes probably it feels like because it's the only way for him to feel catharsis and like to get that sort of feeling over with, um, which is ultimately selfish. He wants to do the feeling and he just is using the plights of other to kind of get there.
0: Yeah. But, but if you have it's if an your int- point it's an is justified, it, it's like, yeah, which one is the real focus? You know, I, I, he may have convinced himself that like the freedom of other people really was his, main goal which is again the, the I sense think, of catharsis is a b-plot to him
2: but i think the reason a lot of people love this movie because again that circles back to what ron was talking about earlier and the whole idea of like what violent protest for nonviolent violent protest what is the line um and that's true and it's a it's a special problem it's uh
0: malcolm x first uh martin luther king that was yeah and a, a huge lot of ways. debate yeah. back in the civil rights yeah that's yeah, why magneto is such a good villain I was uh, Ron, I'm kinda mad at you for saying it because I was gonna bring it up at the end here, but that's but,
2: right. but here's so this is the point I wanna make is Killmonger is so interesting because it's it's a movie with black characters in a black culture, and the through lines, the problems they're dealing with, are problems of black culture. Like they didn't if this exact problem and the villain had the same points but it was an all white movie. It falls flat. It doesn't feel the same because it's not, it's not necessarily a plight that white America has dealt with. So uh, I think that's an interesting take to know your culture. How do you tell a story that deals with real life problems of that culture in a way that's interesting and connects? I think is really cool. Um, to speak to the, the Ascension like we talked about, I liked everything Ron said. I think he sums up my feelings the most. So we'll go to we'll sort of move on from him and talk about T'Challa who is sort of dealing with becoming Black Panther, becoming a ruler. How does he, how does he handle that, that role now that, and it starts right off the bat with Nakia sort of hammering home to him immediately. Like, Hey, we got to do more than your dad did. We got to do more. And he has that tension immediately. He's got to like fight others to get his right in the role, which It's fine. And I think when we see him fight Killmonger later, the reason the movie's trying to portray that he loses is that he doesn't have conviction yet. He's not sure which way he wants to go and Killmonger is. And sort of like the line in Batman, uh, the the Dark Knight Rises is like, you're fighting a man with conviction, you don't have it yet. It's kind of hard to win that fight. So I think that's the whole point of what T'Challa is going through. I think Nakia is an important part of that journey which is a disappointment that a lot of people sort of gloss over her role in the movie because she's not as flashy as Okoye or as charming as Sherry. Yeah, I think she it, is the
1: best MCU romance between him and her. Really, I the best. I think th- disagree. They're I, the most. They're the don't. most. Let me clarify. I think they're the most real. Like they're the most real life kind of couple where you can imagine think... them like being two real people who have real disagreements. That's why they're not together at the beginning. Uh, I I find it a refreshing difference than like I don't know Iron Man and Thor's breakups that happen off screen and they're like
2: uh no I, I and I, what I just said I think I think they're the most important relationship to the actual development of the character whereas like Pepper Potts doesn't matter to the plot of Iron Man but it is I think it's a more charming more interesting relationship so
0: it's sort of what do you care about more I guess. And it was killing me. I could not think of the author's name for uh, the comic book that we're reviewing, but um uh, it's Christopher Priest. He did a run in 1998 that lasted for five or ten years, and uh, he made Black Panther more adult. And I think a lot of his writings are the reason that they were able to take the whole cultural phenomenons and just kind of like encapsulate them pretty well within the movie. So I just wanted to make sure he got a shout out on the podcast while we're still going here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's, let's look at the plot sort of as a whole, instead of just as these two characters arcs, which I think we've hit on well enough. If you really think about the plot, all that really happens is there's a weird convoluted story that gets Killmonger into the throne room. T'Challa doesn't really do much up until Killmonger gets there. He sort of reestablishes himself. The, you establish character moments and character connections, but there's no growth going on there. He meets Killmonger. He loses the fight. Great scene. Anyone want to talk about this scene real quick Give 30 seconds? On the awesome I mean, I fight. already talked like, about how
0: awesome that fight was, but the fact that like we thought Black like he threw Black Panther off of the cliff like that was intense, man. That was like the ultimate display of dominance. He's like, "Where's your king? <laughs> no mercy. He's done. He, I, he's gone. It doesn't matter. He's not coming back." Yeah. And the fact yeah. that they brought him back was pretty, uh, pretty dope. The way they did it with uh, Mbaku, who is one of the only people in Wakanda that seems to just hate T'Challa's guts, or at least, uh, <laughs> in those moments later within the movie, you can tell that like he actually has a lot of respect for him. But it was a that was a fun plot.
2: Yeah. So and then we, we kind of continue on. We get Black Panther sort of dying, being trudged to the snow. They go to Mbaku. They they do the whole. Yeah. Leaf and thing, uh like. I forget
0: who was able to save one of the flowers, but it was before uh Killmonger lit all of them. They're going to have to explain that in the next movie and how the next Black, Black Panther has the powers, but it's fine. I mean, I'm sure they'll be like, oh yeah, there's the second garden that's in the ancestral plant, Or so the plant can make more plants. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you burn them, does it get rid of the seed? Yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's so i So know. That scene, yeah, the, like him being buried in the snow and coming back to life, that was... That was, that was fun enough i like the the view of i can't remember the uh what what oh man i can't think of the the tribe of the Apes what their actual name is within the movie but it was uh it was cool that we got to see their version of life where they're kind of further up in the mountains and it was very winter focused and i was like that eh, that makes it interesting it makes Wakanda feel more expansive yeah visually
2: cool visually oh, a lot of fun stuff but this is where the movie sort of I think universally is, is sort of falls apart for a lot of people is, is everything post that scene when he comes back. Uh, The reason this isn't my favorite MCU movie. I mean, you guys, it sounds like I've been gushing over 52 minutes. You'd wonder why is it not higher on my list all the time? When I talk about things, it's because when you really think about it, the T'Challa growth, isn't a lot of stuff. He doesn't have any real character growth until he meets Killmonger, but then he's, he's off screen. He's dying. He's kind of learning stuff. He comes back. So it, it's a long. Same with reason. his
0: dad helped though. Like, yeah, exactly. ancestral Plan now.
2: It's a it's a lot of time for the character to to really have probably four minutes of screen time is where all of his growth happens. Is is in the conversation with Kelmonger and the conversation with his dad and like the opening conversation with Nikita. Well,
0: it's one of those things where like, you, can you have your cake and eat it too? Because you've already talked about how much you love world building, and it's like. Well building takes scream time, so it's like what 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 could and we not ever every movie taken can we really think about? godfather. that's
2: true. Yeah, but just, that stuff's always kinda of bothered me, and I just feel like the plot towards the end is just that uh, I just don't care. I don't I don't I personally don't care about the it whole, saves it with the this death tribe team. and that tribe want to fight each other. I don't care about why the tribes want to fight each other. It's not interesting to me. I don't super care about the weird rhino and stuff. I just don't care about any of that stuff.
1: I love the Reddit. I don't care, so, I don't so care about
2: I don't care about the the Freeman and his his weird trying to get a a machine to fly thing. I don't care about any of that.
1: Here's the thing: things I don't like about it are certainly the same types of things that I don't like about a lot of other MCU projects. So I feel like I can't bash that too much.
0: Yeah, the CGI fight. Right. I mean, we, a we lot of people are like this oh. this podcast all the time. It's the CGI right. fight in the sky to end the show. Like. It's like- Half of half of the things that I don't
1: like about the ending are things that are in at least half of the MCU projects at the end. So <laughs> That's
2: That's, that is true. Um, um me... I
1: want to spay one thing I think I like about the movie we haven't mentioned yet, that is different than the rest of the MCU. It's not too funny. And by that I mean this. A lot of MCU films, people feel like sometimes there's too many jokes inserted that are out of character that dilute a lot of the mature themes they're talking about. The new Thor movie maybe being one of them. It's often given as an example. This movie is funny when it makes sense for the characters, but it doesn't feel like every three seconds has to be a joke to ease the tension. And I love that about this movie.
0: It feels different than the rest of the MCU in that way. Sometimes MCU humor feels forced. And it's... it's ones where it makes more sense, like the Guardians, like, yeah, you want a couple of comic relief characters, because this is all nonsense, but if you have a really serious movie, it does feel out of place. Yeah, make, like, a no, and I job. love it, and
1: I love it in Guardians. Um, I think um, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies for the same reason. It's funny in a few yep. spots when mm-hmm. it makes sense, but the tone of the movie is not a comedy, um, and neither is Black Panther, and I don't think the new one will be either, and I, I think No, this, this point, is going to be
0: the saddest MCU movie, to stop um, there. For but sure. I...
1: I love that. I love that because it it fits with the movie. Well, to not have it be hilarious
0: every three seconds. I love that. Namor is going to be in this new movie and not everyone's like Mm gush about that. They're like, it's going to be cool, but like that he's not going to be the focus of this movie at all. And that makes it okay.
2: All right. I got one more question for us before we, uh, we sort of wrap up. Sure. You're white. I'm white. We're all sort of white here. And we watch this movie slightly different shades
0: slightly different shades uh
2: and we we watched this some of us better looking than others okay well, let's calm down let's, all right I did I say who i've gotten bigger yes i've been married it's fine happens so, to the best of us
0: but you're also married so
2: congrats. <laughs> good, good job by you
0: um sick burn on Ron. by ron i'm never gonna, I'm never gonna get this question out. you guys are the worst S- say the question no. i only said one
2: thing now, ah, uh, as we as we watch this movie, we we think about what we like about it. Do we feel like we were able to change it all? Do we think learn? Do you think through this movie you learned about anything about uh, you know a different culture? Did it change the way you just treat other people? It's a Did little anything about it that you feel like has affected your life going forward after watching
0: it's a little difficult to say culture because this is a made up culture. Cause it's a conglomerate of a bunch of cultures. So as far as that's concerned, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see, but how accurate was it to the actual cultures? It's based off of how much of it is mm-hmm. fictional, that type of thing. Um, I mean, I, I, nah, I, I think I might just say, no, um, I've always kind of felt the same way. I've always felt this movie didn't move the needle at all. It was just like, it was really cool to see the representation. And I was glad that it was there and clearly, this makes my one of the top ones on my list. We've done the list before. I forget which where where this movie placed, but it, I would think it was in my top five. I genuinely love this movie, but no, as far as changing me as a person, no, I don't. I don't feel that way. Yeah, I think that's a fair answer.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I'm trying to think of how many movies have changed me a lot. Probably not many, which I think is okay. I think you know, if a movie moves you on a needle like this, that's a lot. That's a that's lot. That's a lot um even i yeah one interaction i I, i'd like to think that i mean i don't know if it's changed me but i think they've done studies that show that like people that read a lot of books are generally more empathetic because they can see things through different points of view right Mm -hmm. and i'd like to think that fiction can be that way if you engage
0: with different types of fiction and so even though i don't know if it's changed me i i do have to do how you engage with it too, because anyone can mindlessly turn on a TV and be like, Oh, cool action scene. I like purple. This movie's great. It's a lot deeper than that. So we, I, even doing this podcast, it's like, we're breaking down the actual depths of this movie and the different layers. And I think that, I mean, kind of shows that we're able to look at things from a different perspective and our listeners will be able to listen to us breaking it down. And I'm sure they have their own opinions. So Everybody's going to be learning from each other. So that's, I think, best case scenario. Yeah,
1: I think, but I think it it helps me engage with different types of understanding, right? So for instance, like if I'm watching Miss Marvel, the partition scenes, I don't think those changed me. But those helped me understand a part of history I didn't know as much about and that understanding Mm might pay off down the road. And I think even though this isn't a historical movie, I think it helps with my understanding of uh, viewpoints that are, come out of different experiences than my own um, that I would hope could help me in further understanding down the road if that makes any sense. Kind of like, it's more like drops in a bucket to me than like a needle, right? Like drops in a bucket don't make a difference, but over like a lifetime, they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you
0: brought up a good point Ron. though, the the partition scene specifically, and like, I didn't know about that from Ms. Marvel, and that did lead me to learn new things. Now, when it comes to, uh, you know, the whole uh, Black experience, like I'm not saying schools are perfect at it, but we are from one of the northern states, so they look at it more objectively than some other states, maybe. I mean, maybe that's That's uh, not the right way for me to look at it, but you know what I mean? It's, It's stuff that we have learned about. In a one way or another, so it didn't yeah like, teach me something I didn't know. I guess is the best way to put. It. I s- certainly
1: know that one of the few African Americans I remember learning about as a kid was George Washington Carver. And in hindsight, it's like why was the guy who invented peanut butter? I think mm-hmm. that's what he did. Like the most important guy for us to study.
0: He <laughs> yeah, was um, a dumb one, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I never had to learn about so that I, guy. So I
1: know <laughs> that like my my educational upbringing probably was still very lacking. Um, even if we can engage through that lens from a more fictional realm, I think hopefully some of that transfers over to looking at what's actually going on in a society. How much has it? I, I feel like I can't judge yeah, that.
2: Yeah, no, um, I agree with you. And I think that's a, I think it's a healthy way. I don't think, I think it's good, right? I don't think it's, I think it's good that we didn't just come up here and that yeah, it changed my life. I, uh, I I love black people now. And, uh, <laughs> right, I just think that's not a helpful piece of engagement to just spew off nonsense. And I, I agree with Ron. It's not, it's not a core memory of my life. But I think if I if I put it in a conglomeration with like I said, if I put it with Glory Road and Remember the Titans and and a lot in Forty Two and other movies that a I think, Woman
1: King which just came out and yeah, I almost again. watched it, I haven't seen I it haven't yet. Though. yet it. It's it's badass. Yeah, nice. I bet it is. I really do want to see it. Uh but if
2: if I put those in a conglomeration, I think there is like a subsection of of my mind, you'd your heart, soul, whatever you want to say, there's a subsection of me that has been changed by movies that have a representation in the black culture. Uh, And you you don't realize it until you're sitting here talking about a movie in depth and what you realize, what you learned. I think that's a cool part of doing these episodes. And I think it's a cool part of hopefully you guys listening to them is go back, watch the movies, think about it. And it, it, it means something. It means something and it means something even to us as white people, which I think is kind of why I wanted to do this episode, even though, we couldn't have Noah join us for this particular one. Cause I still think it means it means something.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like you said, we're going to be able to explore uh, things a little bit further with at least Noah. He's a, he's a great guy. Not to say that you know, he's, he's got a different perspective than we do for obvious reasons. So, you know, we'll be happy to hear from him, but I'm hope you guys enjoyed hearing our perspectives as well. Uh, it's pretty cool. This movie's going to be amazing. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. God, I'm so excited
2: for Black Panther too. I'm so excited for Black Panther. <laughs> I'm, I have such a busy week. Like my actual yeah, life too. week is just obnoxious, and I hate everything about how busy I'm going to be. Uh, but I just keep thinking like, God, I'm, watch it. I'm watch it, like watching. But it's like a weird week, time. But... I'm going to watch it like a weird time, in the middle of the day Friday, probably going to be like a half empty theater. Uh, it's going to annoy me, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still excited about the movie. I'll probably have to watch it again when I get home on like a Saturday with people to like really. Yeah, you get the audience
0: perspective
2: it. as well. Yeah, but I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about it. Like we said, we got other stuff we want to talk about. We next, you know, we got episodes that are just about the the comic book origins and how fun that is. And then we've got episodes sort of setting us up for
0: Black Panther two. And you know, a little more speculation, yep. a little more talking. we'll do the. Spoiler uh, spoiler free on Thursday. That's probably just going to be me and Darius. Uh, Noah, he hasn't confirmed whether or not he's going to come to that one. But at the very least, you'll have uh, me and Darius breaking that down for us on Thursday. And then Friday, we'll get as many friends as we can on that podcast. I can't say which people are going to show up, but we'll do a full review. And uh, we know you guys love those. So we're excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Well, have a ton of fun. Enjoy the week. And uh, we'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully
2: you listen to every episode all week. Yep. Please do. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey
0: guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.